Welcome everyone to the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Greg Tito. I'm joined by I'm Trevor Kidd, and you got like all, all sultry part with you there, like welcome to the and I'm Greg Tito. And I'm Greg Tito. Drop it to the lower registers for yes. all you people out there. <laughs> it's the sexy D show. <laughs> you might notice that I have a sultry voice as well because I'm getting over whatever plague type thing has ridden me, but uh, uh, I'm I'm okay. I don't think I've got anybody sick yet. Do you have any uh, Dewey Blex coming out of your nose? No, no Dewey Blexes. It's Dewey Blex stopped uh, coming out of my nose over the weekend, which was nice. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And now he's he's terrorizing the world somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Everybody out there, don't marry a doctor. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to stay stay relatively healthy more, more often, don't marry someone who's in a hospital eighty hours a week. So just so you know, marry a cleric instead. Exactly, they clerics have, are how you how you get it done. They have all of the healing. They can defend you in a fight. Yep, or paladins. You know, maybe they can share some of that, yeah. that immunity love too. But they've got that lawful good thing going on. Yeah, they're kind of sticks in the mud. Yeah, so. most of the time. Yeah, I've I've met a few good paladins. Well, I should say, not you know fifth edition paladins. They can, they can be jerks, or <laughs> or not. You know, they're they're pretty much free to be whatever they want. It's true. So this is the the uh, uh, banter stage of, <laughs> of our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're just going to do this all day. We don't have any guests. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I didn't really really help with the figuring out guests. So Tito usually does all that work, but you know he was busy. So uh, no guests this week. Well, we got some really awesome guests yes. actually today. Yes, You're lying. Fact. In fact, we do have some really awesome guests. Thank You're... you, Greg, for for lining these guys up. <laughs> Trevor just comes in and you know talks about his sickness and and, and doctor wives. Yeah, doctor wives. I'm I'm gonna sit here and bore you guys with a whole bunch of non D and D stuff. That's, that's why I'm here. That's what I'm doing. Not at all. What else? Do you have anything to remind everybody about what's going on in the world of D and D that people should know about? Well, uh, there's all the Curse of Strahd stuff, right? So if you go to the Twitter account now and you retweet, uh, there's basically a Madam Ava tweet that goes out at least once a day. And if you, you retweet that, you will Madam Ava will read you a fortune using the Taroka card. So that's still ongoing. This will probably come out a couple weeks from now. Yeah. Because, again, we, we're always in the past slash future when we do these. Yeah, that's right. We um, announced Curse of Strahd uh, a few weeks ago on this podcast. We got to talk to Chris Perkins and Tracy Hickman uh, uh, about making that thing. So it's it's awesome. Go ahead and listen to that if you haven't already. Yes. Uh, but then Curse of Strahd comes out on uh, March 15th. Mm-hmm. Yes. It should be pretty awesome. Along with that, you'll be able to pick up the uh, Taroga deck from uh, Gale Force 9 as well. You can. Uh, I'm not sure if you can pre-order that right now. But, you know, go to their site, check it out. Uh, and uh, also ask your local stores because they should have them as well. Yeah, that's going to be a great addition to people who are running Curse of Strahd right off the bat. Yeah. Have the actual physical deck there uh, in hand is going to be awesome. Also, it's uh, you can do that with a, a deck of cards too as well. Yeah, yeah. And if you're looking to play some uh, Curse of Strahd stuff or, you know, Adventures in Ravenloft, uh, they're running them at GaryCon. We've got some stuff going on. And then at PAX East, we're going to have some tabletop for that as well. Um, and then uh, those Adventures League Adventures will be up on the DMs Guild uh, to play at home as well. So you can purchase those. Uh, I haven't seen the prices yet, but they're you know generally a dollar or two. They're in the, in the low price range. Uh, but definitely pick those up and uh, play those for your home campaigns. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, they are. Bite-sized uh, adventures uh, mm-hmm. as a prelude to Curse of Strahd. So it's not material that's in Curse of Strahd itself. It's yeah. going to be new material written by... Some of the most awesome Adventurers League writers of Dungeons and uh, uh, Dragons and Adventures. That's, that's the name of the brand is Dungeons and Dragons and Adventures. Yes, that's actually what we've changed it to. It's not <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. It's Dungeons and Dragons and Adventures. D&D and A. And <laughs> <laughs> so are you a big D&D and A fan? <laughs> this is starting to sound like an adult conversation. <laughs> it is starting to sound like that. 
Uh, awesome. So if you guys want to hear more adult conversations about Dungeons <laughs> & Dragons, please uh, rate us on iTunes. We uh, love to hear your reviews, listen to read your reviews, and uh, the ratings just helps get the word out about uh, this podcast and about Dungeons & Dragons as a great hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, anything you can do there would be awesome. We really love constructive feedback, too. So if there's someone you want to hear from that's in the D&D community or has a podcast, uh, like the people we're talking to today, uh, the God's Fall gentleman, uh, Aram Vartian. I might be totally pronouncing that wrong. We'll ask him when we when we get him on the horn. Uh, but yeah, if you have anything like that, yeah, definitely let us know. Yeah, and uh, you can also reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, there's the main uh, D&D Twitter account, which is wizards underscore D&D. Uh, this is Trevor. I'm on that a lot, uh, but we also have Greg and Greg Bilzen who, who will respond on those as well. It's true. Or if you want to reach us directly, I'm uh, Trevor underscore Watsy on Twitter, and Greg Tito is... At Greg Tito. Yeah, so if you want to talk to us about the podcast or anything else, uh, we may not be able to uh, have answers for you, but we like to talk to people. For and, sure. And, and say silly things. So please go ahead and drop <laughs> us a line about the podcast or anything else you want to talk about. There's a lot of silly things going on. Always. Yeah. So uh, we'll be wrapping up the Out of the Abyss live stream, uh, but if you want to go check that out on YouTube, uh, all the episodes and sessions will be there in its own dedicated playlist, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, I have not yet DM'd the last few adventures uh, as time of recording, so we don't know what exactly is going to happen, but uh, I'm sure it'll be amazing, and by the time you listen to this, it will be concluded. And Greg, I want to say this for the audience, because I said it to you, but everybody needs to hear you're a, you're a damn good DM. Oh, I enjoy, thanks, I enjoy watching those shows. I enjoy sitting behind the camera slash audio and uh, just sitting there on those shows too. You guys do a great job. And you're, I guess, again, you were you came into the company, what, last spring? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. last it's March. a year now? Yeah. I mean, I was like, this is the new guy. See how he does. And you started, you started, you know, DMing a show and it was awesome. I was like, this guy's good. And then come to find out you've got like theater and stand-up comedy. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, no wonder. No <laughs> wonder. He's got some skills. In my back pockets is exactly. There's but no, no way. Great, yeah. it's a great job. If you have not watched those shows, everybody definitely go to our YouTube channel and check out uh, the Out of the Abyss live streams. Some of our best work, I think. Oh, thanks, man. That's that, that means a lot because you know you're around DMs and and Dungeons and Dragons all the time. So oh yeah. Uh, well, we we have a lot of good DMs in the office. I was just the new guy. I was impressed that he was that good. <laughs> I was like, well, great. Well, I'm never going to do one of these shows because the new guy's better than me. Yeah. That's how that's how it went. But. The stream is a lot of fun, and uh, I owe it all to the uh, the players. I mean, they 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 really have uh, uh, made it all really memorable and come up with really amazing things that I couldn't even come up with. You know, like it's oh, yeah. it's, it's it's the best. I mean, I took Chris Perkins' advice more than anything else, which is like. You know, you can plan, you can set things up ahead of time, but it's always just the best to roll with whatever punches happen at the table. Yeah, uh, it's, so. it's, it's been watching, awesome watching all you guys work together. Yeah. I was like, well, we're going to do this. And he's like, uh, okay. All right. Flip, 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 flip. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I was in this section of the book, now we're in a totally different section. That's happened more than a few times mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, you guys are doing that. Okay, we're, right. we're chasing this duero. Now we're going all the way to the fungus, guys. All right. Let's Sweet. do it. Let's do it. And it's been um, a lot of fun. Well, we could probably talk about that forever, but you have awesome guests lined up. That's so true. Let's, uh, let's, Aram, uh, so, yeah. let's, let's get him on the horn. Let's, before we do this, I'm going to meet this now to the, to the audience before we, we get to them. It's like, I have, I have been remiss in my podcast duties. I've only listened to part of a God's Fall episode. It was awesome, but uh, it's going to become clear when, when our conversations <laughs> that, that Tito knows much more about this than I do. So I will, I will, I will beg forgiveness from the audience and Aram when we get on there. Nice. Well, it'll be good because you could be the uh, the the convert, you exactly. know, the person that he needs Explain to convince to as to yes. you know why why it's a, a, a show worth your attention. So Sweet. that's we'll, totally my angle. Yeah. Thank you. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll serve up a couple of questions to you, like Trevor. So now that you've heard all this stuff, <laughs> why won't you listen? 
Are we going to have like, you know, a caucus and votes? And <laughs> I, I, can, I can go stand in the Aram oh, corner. and Topical political humor hey, coming from that. Trevor oh, Kidd. Except it's going to be like two, three weeks late. But, no, you know. but it'll still be caucusing. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I, I just caucused. <laughs> I feel like we're having a total conversation again. Cool. It's, it's back to the adult thing. All right, cool. Well, well let's uh, get our, our guest on the line with a special guest of his as well. Hey. Hey, what's up? Uh, all right, so welcome, guys. Thank you so much for, for joining us. We have uh, Aram Vartian. Hello. Hey, thank you for having us. And uh, Doug, what is your last name? Uh, Horn. Doug Horn. Doug That's Horn. That's my name. Yep, hello. And you guys are from the God's Fall podcast. Yes, we are. Yes. Nice. So before we jump into anything, why don't you guys explain to some God's, Falls new, God's Fall noobs like myself, Trevor here, <laughs> what the podcast is all about? Uh, okay, well, God's Fall is a world in which uh, the gods all basically got into a large war, killed each other off, and have destroyed most of the planet along with it. All that remains is this permanently magically reinforced eye of a hurricane about 1500 miles across and the five kingdoms that survived within it. Magic was destroyed along with the gods and the players represent the first inklings of magic coming back into the world and the first powers of these gods bringing back. They're basically the reborn, um, at least five of the reborn old gods. The, the, the characters are actually some of the old oh, gods? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so, so nice. they have, uh, they have uh, basically, you know, it's all D and D, but they also have these abilities that go along with the old gods on top of it. Ooh. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I saw you uh, tweeting about a, a table today or a chart today that, yes. that goes through like the different powers and stuff they get. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so basically, every single god, I, I wanted to play with uh, superpowers and the idea of superheroes in a classic D&D world. So I basically just took every power that I liked and then assigned it to a god. So uh, super, so there's the god of speed, the god of, you know, for lack of a, a better word, force, the god of telekinesis, the god of super strength, that kind of thing. Nice. You know? Yeah. And so that's that's the world or the the, the setting of, of God's Fall. But what is what is God's Fall the podcast? Uh, let's talk a little bit about about how you guys produce it and how you guys get it sure. all made because that's it's a little bit uh, actually uh, strike that a lot different than a lot of other you know live play podcasts that are out there. Yeah, I you know I I had gotten back into uh, D and D in the 5.0 rules because of actual play podcast. That's what really got me into it, and I loved. I listened to a bunch of them and I love them. It's just that I come from a video editing world and I knew that there could be some more production in them. Mm -hmm. So what I set out to do is get the cleanest audio possible where every player is on an individual lav mic, including myself, and then we take about four or five hours of play, cut it down into one, heavily truncate the editing so it kind of rolls and plays like an adventure. And then I layer in sound effects and music beds and voiceovers and any kind of effects I can to basically turn into a radio drama. I love the idea yeah. of radio dramas. We were talking about how do we make a radio drama here in the office for D and D. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh yeah. people are already doing it. Well, we'll just yeah. we'll just highlight people who are already doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and doing it well. I mean, it's 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 amazing to hear uh, uh, all those pieces come together because there is still the spontaneity of live play and joking or sure. banter around the table. You get all that, and then I think. You know the sound effects. Also, that was one thing I wanted to talk about too: is how the sound effects amplify those things too. Absolutely. Now, is I mean, that you? Been, is that you making those comments in the in the sound effects as you as you're editing? 
Uh, actually, uh, we have, well, there's a lot of different things there. I mean, I will go back and do voiceovers, so some of my longer descriptions are re-recorded voiceovers, but a lot of the sound effects we have are all from this uh, audio company called Battle Bards, and they just create, like, spell sounds, and they and they create whole conversations with orcs, and they create what a ship would sound at sea. Just basically everything you need to kind of enrich a tabletop RPG experience. And they've been kind enough to lend us their entire catalog. Nice, but is it you who's splicing it into, into the audio oh, recording? Oh, Are you doing the, yes. the, the audio editing? Oh yeah, I edit oh, yeah. everything. Now, we edit everything afterwards. Nothing's done at the table, obviously. No. But yeah, I edit everything together. So we record for about uh, I'd say four, four hours, and then I edit for about 20. Sheesh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's some work. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it in the end, because you can see in the final product, it's just a little shinier than the other ones. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Who yeah. needs sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can hear the shininess. That's what's important. Doug's exactly. trying to get extra XP over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, hey, he is. Come on. Yeah. It's a group fight. Come on. <laughs> He's already the crowd favorite. He doesn't need any more. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so uh, let's go back a bit. You said that you had, uh, you know, gotten back into fifth edition uh, mm -hmm. for this podcast. But what was your, what's your history with Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Doug? Let's start with you, since uh, okay. uh, you know, as, as a player, like when, when did you start playing? I started playing probably when the Red Box first came out, oh, and nice. my <laughs> my. Dad and his friends were like, look at this thing. We bought it at a yard sale. We're all going to pretend to play this now. And I watched them, like, fumble through an adventure, sort of. And I thought it was the most mysterious thing and just chalked it up to a strange experience. And when I ran into it again and again and again and again, because, as, my, as Arama said many times, there's just a certain type of people that play D&D. Yeah. Mm, and I'm, I'm one of those types of people. <laughs> yeah. So I... Yeah. I wasn't ever going to escape this. Yeah. This was my destiny or yeah, something. Some so, it, yeah, yeah, it came back around middle school. Then it came back around high school. And, and every time I picked it up, it was a new rule set. And, and honestly, I think I waited through 3.5 for the grand majority mm. of my tenure in a D&D sure. world. And... I will always remember the charge rules for <laughs> yeah, yeah. forever but now. Will you remember firing into a gravel? Because that's the important thing. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. No, no. no, that's another one I'll no. never remember. I yeah, played but, 3.5 but charge for I've got. five years. I still don't understand the grapple rules. No. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. I think some of the people who made those rules are in this building, and they still don't yeah. know them. Well, they're smarter than I am. <laughs> most convoluted section. And do not try to grapple a troll. Yeah. So I loved listening to the first uh, live play uh, episode that you guys had because a lot of, I, I, I could tell that you were all 3.5 players. They're, they're, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, had to, we had to actually start a system where uh, we have a bell and a buzzer. Yes. So if we get, because we get rules wrong all the time, especially early on, and I had a, I needed a way to communicate that to the audience after the fact, so that's why we started doing that. That's pretty it, awesome. It worked really well, and I think I, I don't think I noticed why the bells and the buzzes were happening at first. Sure. But you, you catch on as it goes, especially if you're if you're more familiar with the rules or whatever. Yeah, and I loved I loved that. Sure. Bell. So it seemed like this this great way to add a third layer of comedy to it. Well, also, because I get things wrong all the time, I needed a way to edit myself. Yeah, you know, it's like I mean, it was it, it was necessary. <laughs> it's like, like I, I crit on a fifteen, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're thirty-three episodes in, and I'm still calling for will save. <laughs> I'm still doing it. I think I still do that. 
so that's yeah. that's fine. Yeah, no worries there. Yeah, yeah, everybody does it. It's cool. And it's the best advice is you know people don't worry about don't worry about rules or anything. I think you guys embody that in in the podcast. Like you know you want to get it sure. right, but I cannot. Oh yeah, yeah. I cannot stress that. I mean, it needs oh it's uh, so it needs an underpinning. Like there needs to be a logical consistency. Otherwise, it doesn't hold together. But I am willing to sacrifice, or at least to edge out rules for story. Yeah. Yeah, every time. Ugh. See, I'll kick them out of the boat entirely. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not even allowed to be a part of the conversation anymore if you're getting in the way of my story. No, I just lop you off, and I don't even care what the charge rules are anymore. You did it. Yeah. You're, you're grappling the troll now. Great. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's all yours. Have yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. A lot of times it's worth it to fudge it, you know, just to really get that extra element of, you know, magic or storytelling out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> this is true. So, uh, yeah, there is a lot of strong story and, and, and history. I mean, I listened to your, uh, uh, the first episode, which I guess is yeah. you doing your, your, your just ten, ten me minute. talking. Yeah. <laughs> which is, it, it was, it was, uh, you know, mesmerizing and, and, and fantastic. I don't think I, I remembered, you know, each of the gods names, but sure. the litany of them made, made an impression on me for sure. So it's, you know, that's you were very had a fleshed out world and a very fleshed out uh, background for anything. So, uh, how how long had you been writing this? How long had you been thinking about it? I have been really writing it solidly for about nine months. I'd had the rough idea and I was kind of bouncing around in my head for three years, but I really the majority of the work was about nine months, and that includes building the world maps as well. Mm. Do you draw those? Uh, no, I, I, well, I mean, I, I lay them all out in, uh, f in uh, Photoshop. I'm a graphic designer and editor and photographer, and I have a bunch of skills that I was able to kind of combine to make this work, you know? <laughs> that is true yeah. of many DMs, I found, that it's, yeah. a, uh, it's, you're creating a cathedral. You have to learn a lot of things. So do you guys uh, hear other people like playing in your world now, now that you've got stuff created and you know there's other people yes. running around the Godsfall world? They yeah. play in our world. They send us awesome fan art. Yeah, which did you just... read this story that the yes, guy wrote yes. where he's like making up, I guess, canon? Yeah. This is canon now, They're right? They're actually just writing stories within our world, which is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And we're also, you know, now that you guys have been so incredibly wise as to release very clear 5.0 uh, OGL rules, we <laughs> yes. are working on a world book for God's Fall. Oh, that'll be awesome. People, that is a great yeah. idea. People will love that. Yeah, we're very excited about that. We have some uh, preview pages up on our on our website, and we really think that we got something here. Nice, you know. Yeah. And then with your yeah. graphic yeah. design background, you know, creating a PDF of of that material is way easier for you. I I, I, I spent 14 years working for newspapers and magazines, oh. so I got I got you know InDesign down. I can lay this all out. Yeah. I'll have this will be a professional laid out book. We got artists that are gonna join our Kickstarter along with it. This is gonna look really nice. Awesome. You got layout yeah. coming out of your coming out of your brain. Do you Absolutely. Do you wanna tell people where your site is real quick since we're since we're oh, perfect sure. place for a plug? Every, everything is godsfall.com. Nice and there easy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason that that, that URL was uh, available. I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> I figured like, you know, some movie, you know, a studio would have snapped that up for some ancient Rome thing or something. You know. No. Nope. Yeah, it's, it was up no. for grabs just for you guys. Nope. Although your your uh -huh. Twitter hand, Twitter handle has a DC at the end. of Yes. It. Yeah. There was some kid with God's fall. I tried to contact him, but he just have he he hasn't tweeted in like three years. Aww. So what are you gonna do? That's always the case. <laughs> yeah. Offer him one million dollars. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> One day. Yeah, I'll get right on that. I think I can offer him 10 right yeah. now. Here's some sweet Kickstarter money. That's how you get him to the table. I will give you, I will give you $1 million. And it's like, what? Huh, I'm here. It's like, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. Exactly. Let's make him a Patreon. <laughs> right, exactly. That'll Why'd work. Why don't you just na- name you go. a god after him? Yeah, perfect. I'll that, do it. That would probably if, work. If he's listening for some reason, I will happily name a god after yeah. him to trade the handle If any of you out there know the, the, the person who has the God's Fall <laughs> Twitter account, Yep. Get, get him in contact with the ROM, and uh, they'll work something out. Yeah, you will be much appreciated. You'll be canon. That's awesome. Absolutely. So I think I'm both gods. Speaking of, of <laughs> the fact that uh, DC, uh, you know, are you guys all located in the DC area? Oh yeah, we're yeah. right downtown at 14th and then One of our players lives in Maryland, uh, and two of our players live live out in Northern Virginia. We play uh, downtown at my place. Nice, but it's all in the same area. So yeah. Do you? Yeah, we're all about 30 minutes. Up do you, I, yeah. So I mean, I know your your kind of professions around, but Doug, what do you what do you do in, the, in that area? Uh, I just make ends meet, man. <laughs> you, know, you, get, you know what I mean? No, I work retail out in a mall in Virginia, but it's just it's just to pay the bills. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. One day I will find the thing that I'm supposed to do, and when I do it, it's going to be amazing. Well, that's good that's because right. I was, for some reason, because you guys were D- based in D.C., I had this whole idea that you were all like in the government. You were working, <laughs> yeah. you know, at the Pentagon uh, oh, or something. We got, we have to kill him now. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. He found out. Yeah. No, we had, we had what? I mean, uh, Kay, who used to be on the show, is very used to be very he- well, is very heavily involved yeah. in politics. And then we have um, Michael, is the. Uh, Staff, not staff photographer, what is he? He's the director of photography director of for photography, the Washington yeah. Blade here in D.C. So we got people from all over. Nice. And Steven operates, you know those giant saw <laughs> machines that like cut into the pavement? Yeah. Right? He the operates one saw. of those. So we got, we, got, we got people from all over, man. Yeah. 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 Do you think that just being in the proximity of, of, of the nation's capital that, you know, it kind of has informed the story at all? Uh, I, 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 mean, I think it informs me, so it informs my writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've been frequently called uh, the progressive podcast or the feminist podcast, <laughs> oh, yeah. and yeah. I think that uh, we have. I think that we're just uh, we're more inclusive. I would think would be a fair thing to say about us. Well, that's never a bad. Thing. No, not at yeah. all. No. No. no, no. So yeah, uh, with all of the, the the history and the background, uh, Doug, what's it what's it like jumping into this and 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 playing in something that that is so so flushed out? Uh, honestly, <laughs> my experience seems to be the same as many of the other cast members in the end. And it's when you first jump into it, it's just like riding a bike. You know, you've done this a hundred times. He tells you what you're seeing. You know, you roll this dice. Don't do that. Don't do this. You know what I mean? It's, it's just kind of starts going. And then because you get comfortable, you start kind of spreading out. Well, oh, okay, I can do all these basic things. What else can I do and stuff? And you start stretching out, and you realize that the further you reach, there's still content. It's like when you play one of those games, and you run to the edge of the world, and they've made this ridiculous, like, invisible wall thing or something, <laughs> and you're like, but what about over there? This doesn't happen in this. <laughs> well, like there is all. an actual wall. We, we, we do get to the world wall, storm at some I, I point. I want to bring something up. At one point, we were actually going to go to one port town. Yes. And you had this all planned out. You had encounters over there, and everything was drawn out. And I don't know how, but we were like, nope, (laughs) we're going to go this way instead. And instead of it being like, okay, stop, because now I've got to figure this all out. He was like, 
Okay, side B. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he took off. That's what yeah. you do as a good DM. You have to be pre prepared. That's any game, any campaign. Well, yeah. I have to say, though, you couldn't have done it if the content hadn't been there to begin with. That's true. And you had spent so much time, rather than fleshing out a path, you rather fleshed out a world, Yeah. basically. So in the end, because you know so much about what's going on inside this biodome, if you will, <laughs> uh, you can go anywhere. You can do anything. It doesn't matter because you know it enough to know the whole thing. Sure. So yeah. you know how things will work and stuff. Now, Doug's seen my other games. This is the only successful game I've ever run. <laughs> Doug's seen the other ones. Two of them crash of and burn. Them. Yeah. Michael, in our game, saw one really crash and so burn. How, yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about yeah. that. Why, why do you think those, those didn't work while this one does work? Oh, I know exactly why. Um, I made two mm. mistakes. The first one, I overwrote for and was too controlling. Mm. And was too railroading of the character of the characters because I wrote way too much. It was basically a story that I was just dragging them along yeah. with. The second one, I wrote too little, and I tried to supplement it with modules, and that felt disconnected from the story I was trying to tell, and that got them frustrated and they mutinied. So everyone mutinied on me. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. what I learned is that you have to create the world, as Doug was saying. You have to have it be as lively, there have to be maps and life and connections and cities, and then you just create really powerful NPCs that have motivations yeah. that affect the story you're trying to tell, and you put them on their paths, and maybe the players bump into them, maybe they send them on a, off a different course, which makes this one do something, but they all just have their own lives, so the characters feel like there's stuff happening in the background, that the world's rotating without them, and that then that the actions they make have real impact. Absolutely, yeah, and that's that is yeah. a difficult thing to to pull off. You know, sometimes people sure. don't have the the creativity or the uh, uh, you know to, to write that much material before playing. You know, but I think it's it's helpful for some or the obsession. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I I fell into that same trap too, where you're like, all right, I know exactly what's going to happen in the next four hours, right. and then it gets you know off the rails in the first five minutes, and you're like, oh, sh what do I do now? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of, I don't failing to get to that point. So I like I don't want DMs mm -hmm. who might be listening to this who might be need to be like, oh man, I'm totally gonna screw up. It's gonna be horrible. It's like, yes, you're going to screw up, and it will be fine. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're, you're gonna hit that point where like you're gonna have a player like, oh man, you can tell they're disinterested or whatever, and you're gonna you're gonna learn how to keep that kind of player interested, or you're gonna learn that for next time, or you're gonna have a campaign that falls apart and be like, I did X wrong, um, and you will be better next exactly. time. Exactly. And. Yep. No one learns anything from success. You only learn from failure. Very, very true. Nope. Yeah. So all those, nope. those two, those two uh, uh, campaigns that stopped uh, informed this one. Oh, oh yeah. Every, well, I mean, and, and everything informed the way that I wrote. You, honestly, the reason why this campaign got started, the germination of an idea, was that I was so frustrated with one campaign after a next where they would just get, like, fourth or fifth level and pool all their money, go to the biggest city, and then it was a sh like the DMG was a shopping list of magic items, <laughs> mm, right? Yeah. I never, I, I wanted magic to feel more special. That's one of the reasons why I created a world and where it was destroyed so that it was so rare, so that when the players do experience it, it really feels like magic. True, true. And, thir and third edition, or 3.5, really encouraged that shopping cart mentality. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, obviously, I mean, one of the things I love about 5.0 so much is that <laughs> so many of you seem so clued into wanting to tell stories and wanting to find characters. Yay. And everything seems driven towards that goal, and it's been hugely appreciated. Nice, thank you. Yeah, and I, and I think that was the uh, kind of thing written on the wall when they were, when they were 
designing this was to make it, okay, we need, we have all these other tools from other past editions and let's create it so that it's story first and, and character first. Yeah. That's the, why the backgrounds are, are, are so important. Yeah. Flaws. Awesome. And, yeah. The rules are designed awesome. to get out of the way so you can tell whatever stories you guys need to tell. So right. That is exactly. Awesome. And I, I and the games in fifth that I played so far have, I, nobody I think has bought a magic item. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes it more, I mean, it does, I think people take it more honestly with the story, or at least it's easier to role play. I'm not sure, but I've seen that too, that I think a lot more people are just taking the role playing aspect seriously. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to, and maybe you guys can speak to this too, is, is, is the surge of live play, both online uh, uh, on places like Twitch or in podcast form. Absolutely. That hasn't. Yeah. I mean, that, I'm you know, sure ahead. it does. I mean, you cannot escape a, a, a critical role. You cannot mm -hmm. escape it. It has influence on everything, and I'm sure that all the Twitch and all the live play. Mm -hmm. I saw a D and D game in 360 where you can move the video and swing it around. Oh, cool. Right? So you know, I mean, the I, and we're actually going to probably <laughs> ex, try and do that. You know, do a little bit of live video next uh, season as well. But I'm sure that that has driven so many people to pick up the DMG for the first time and be a storyteller. I We've actually been told through our game that people have listened to our podcast and that's driven them to play D&D for the first time. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, th I think they can both push each other, you know? Yeah, I think it was the secret sauce that was missing from from Dungeons and Dragons in in the past, in the seventies and eighties and nineties, where people mm -hmm. were interested in it uh, on a uh, intellectual level, but just didn't really understand how play worked. Yeah, I mean, most of it, yes. most of it's really so private. A lot of it was at home play, so you're sitting around tables or a couch, or whatever, playing D and D. Sure, you could go to conventions and, and play, or you know, there there yep. were stores after a while that we in store play. Yeah. But a lot of it's just hanging out with your friends in a room, so you don't get to see that and you know now you do you get to hear it with a podcast you get to watch it on on, on streams so yeah there's so many great examples out there oh yeah and and the technology level has been flattened so that it makes it really accessible for anyone i mean only with a couple hundred dollars invested and you can sound really professional yeah, yeah. i wish someone would have told me that <laughs> you can we do anything, have, Trevor. <clears throat> yeah, we actually have a page on our site, godsfall.com slash how, where we break down exactly how we set up, record, and edit the podcast if anyone wants to check our notes. That's smart, too, because I'm sure that's the one of your top frequently asked questions there. Absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. So everybody go go copy Aram style and, and st steal his audience. No, no I mean, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I mean grow our D&D &D audience. Yeah, I am a high school <laughs> dropout. Everything I have ever done in life is self-taught. Yeah. Everyone can do exactly what I can do. There's no separation whatsoever. Pick up the software, pick up a recorder, pick up a camera, start playing with it, start playing with a microphone, and just record and learn. Yeah. Everyone can do exactly what I can. Yeah. There's no barriers anymore. And, nope. and don't even let the barrier of, of creating an immense backstory be, you know, because uh, I know exactly. that. Exactly. I think I, I grew up reading Tolkien and looking at the appendices and the, the languages <laughs> that he had created in the back and being like, oh yeah, I sure. can do that. And I was, you know, totally inspired and, and loved doing it. And then when I sat down to, to create a D&D &D world or create something, I'd always be like, oh man, there's a lot of stuff I have to do. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Of I always say start with the map. Yes. Start with the map because the map will inform story. The more detailed your map gets, the more it'll inform story. Characters will just start being plucked out of it. Really? Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, because I say start with characters. No. I say start fleshing out the people that are going to actually become the milestones of the story themselves and let the environment crop up around them. Fair enough. Obviously, what? different ways of doing this, people. Yeah. <laughs> what if the map is a character? Oh, yes. even what better. If the world is alive. The map, is, the, the map basically the map does become There's literally a, a magic map that talks to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My name is Mark. It's the first thing, every fantasy book I pick up, the very first thing I do is flip to the map. Because I want to be centered in that world. I want to understand that it's a real place that I can see and understand where the places are and how they relate to each other. You know, So that's how I, I, I put so much Im importance on that to kind of center the story. I'm the, I'm the same way. And it, it's actually sad that so much of my reading is done on, on Kindles and, and other things now and that it's hard to just flip back. To that map, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, I've, I've tried to set bookmarks and make make it kind of, you know, recreate that thing. But there's nothing like cracking open the front page of the book and being like, oh, that's the nation that they're talking about, and that's why it's important because yeah. it's on the other side of the sea. That's right, you know, right. So yep. yeah, I agree totally. Or getting those nice fold-out maps, you know, big ones that just blow up and you can really search through the streets and everything. Oh, those are the best. Yeah. Those are absolutely the best. As a fan, like, the one that yeah. I remember the most, and this is not, I'm not trying to plug on purpose, but the one I remember the most is the Undermountain map. Mm. It was a box set for Undermountain. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's a, yeah. It's an older box set. You crack it open, and there's this, like, dungeon. It's the massive dungeon is all it is, right? And it doesn't even yep. detail necessarily everything. But it's just like, no. what's in this room? I'm going to make some stuff up. This room is filled <laughs> with living gold. Have fun with that. Yeah. But it, it's... Because kind of, it's the same kind of thing. I would be like, I'm going to make up what fits in this room. Like, the first thing that I started doing when I started, like, quote-unquote DMing is I would just make maps. Like, you know, Absolutely. I would I'd grab some graph paper and make some dungeon maps, and then I would start making stuff yeah. up for what was in a room or why a secret passage was there. So that's where my quote-unquote storytelling for D&D started. And then, it, you know, actually grew into actual storytelling. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that's the exact same way I started was, you know, drawing on graph paper and you know having two maps so that mine would show the secret doors and, and the players wouldn't yeah absolutely I think <laughs> I think that's how we all learned yeah no. yeah eventually you have to pick up graph paper and you have to just make hundreds and hundreds of maps that never really ever get used exactly you have to, to crosshatch like, I'm not sure yeah, how this how cross at some I'm not point. sure how this dragon got in this hundred by hundred foot room with a with, 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 <laughs> well, with a five foot opening on one end and he's been here the entire time but that's right. where he is right now. Okay. <laughs> Polymorph. <laughs> exactly. exactly. He was. He walked in like an elf, and then yeah. uh, got stuck as a dragon. Everything well, went. Wrong. I started playing when I was seven, so logical consistency <laughs> was not high on my list. Yeah. Not at first. Yeah. Same. I was. I was nine. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm in the same place. Yeah. How far you've come, though. Now. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I feel like we'd be a little remiss if we didn't ask Doug about his character. We've, we've talked a lot about the DM side of things. Yeah. So Doug, tell us okay. about your God's Fall character. My Godsfall character is uh, Doro Knot, uh, and uh, I had this crazy idea of basically making, I might as well just tell him, right? Uh, I basically took Luffy from One Piece and jammed him into a rogue, <laughs> and... Uh, to a tiny halfling rogue. Yeah, it's just, it's this anime that's really popular, I guess, right? Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, it took off at first because really we had all the different characters. We had the guy who worries, the guy who drinks, the girl who wants to control everything, and then the troublemaker, which would be me. <laughs> yes. It was perfect. So everything I did that caused us trouble not only got me fame in the podcast and in the game at the same time, <laughs> 
but it also furthered the goals of the character in the end. Yeah, it is great. interesting how they, how uh, his character and the characters in are very, very similar. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> no, all, that's that's yeah, they're that's, both driven by the same goals. There is one goals. thing very important about Doro not, and that's that he's not entirely that character. He's also like. A giant just piece of me, basically given <laughs> teleportation. Nice. Yeah. I mean, come on, what, yeah. what would you do? Yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a fan of the troublemaker character. I think every every <laughs> table needs one, as long as it's not the like backstabbing <laughs> troublemaker character. Those can be right. Those can be a little bit more troublesome. But the guy who's like, I'm gonna do this. It's a bad idea, because 90 percent of the time in adventure, the thing that you're supposed to do is a bad idea. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're gonna yeah, go absolutely. into this cave filled with monsters. It's great. No. And that's how some of the yeah. best stories get told yeah. from just the oh no we're gonna go left all of a sudden you know yeah that'll come up yeah. later that guy looks nope. dangerous let's go poke him and make fun of him <laughs> exactly much. or take his money or you know <laughs> throw pies at him <laughs> yes definitely makes for some entertainment absolutely now is is uh doro any 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 relation to any of the god type stuff is he a, a god of mischief mm -hmm. perhaps Oh, no. travel. So. I'm actually, yeah. yeah, I'm the uh, the new godling of travel. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm the god of travel, no. because if you listen closely, I've actually run into him <laughs> at one point. You've run He's, into his avatar, which well, is an echo I mean, of... Even if it's an echo, yeah. it's the thing that is him, and he mm -hmm. is there for there. So... I mean, in a way, he's still there, so I'm not really completely the guy, but I am. I'm the but guy of traffic. But it's <laughs> whatever. Yes. Yeah, but yes. it's me, and I can teleport. Yeah. So, That's what more it. proof do you need? Watch this. <laughs> Though, I have to admit, the more we talk about Doronaut and stuff, the more I realize I really should have just picked Shadow Cat's ability and, like... <laughs> There is no god of intangibility. There should have been. <laughs> you could have made it. I could have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A little bit more esoteric. Oh, well. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> so he would just be breaking. He would just be breaking to every single vault on the continent. <laughs> Yay! Did you just teleport in there now? Well, well, no, he can't. He, he he can only teleport where he can see. For now, so he can't now. teleport through a solid wall. Yeah, yeah, for now. Yeah, but but that what there's he's already shown many of us that there will be definitely progression to our powers if we haven't already experienced it to begin with. Right. Um, yeah, they're, but, they're as they level up their their abilities, which we call divinities, ramp up along with them. Mm, right. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, um, it, it was a pain to chart out thirty six different super powers because you know some of them make sense, like strength to get stronger and stronger, but flight would took me a while to <laughs> figure out how to level up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can fly no. now. You can fly more. Right. <laughs> right exactly. Exactly. You fly yeah. harder. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, superheroes was. Uh, an inspiration for you guys. Uh, what, you know, wh where did that come from? Where, where, why did, why did you have that idea, and why did you decide to to kind of play with it in a fantasy world? I honestly think it's just I mean everything. There's superhero everything right now, and I've been watching a lot of superhero things. So I literally just think it just drove me into it. Plus, I thought it'd be a really interesting way to represent godhood, mm -hmm. and it'd be a really interesting way to represent it as separate from the established power systems of D&D. So I just, I just thought it'd be interesting, frankly. Plus, I mean, I like the idea of swords and superheroes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's <laughs> a cool thing yeah. that you don't see do, do a whole lot of, so. Right, yeah, wow. exactly. So I thought it'd be interesting. Also, I, I, I saw some imagery someone had drawn of like uh, 13th century 
Avengers, and that kind of spurred oh, some yeah. ideas as well, you know, like a Clockwork Iron Man and things like that. Oh, I love those. There was a Batman that was all in a suit of armor. Yes, yes. I'm a big fan. Was there was there any other inspiration besides superhero stuff? Like, was there like like Greek pantheon type of stuff? Was there anything oh, else like, sure. like old old gods that inspired you? I reached. I mean, I think there's touches of everything. Like our our God of the Sea is basically just a pull of 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 Poseidon, and, and and there's different things from different cultures. I pick names. There's a lot of stuff from Armenian culture that I pulled from my own, and I just kind of threw it all into a blender, really. <laughs> so you know, anything that any game I've ever played, there's some in, there's some influences from riffs. There's some in, there's some influences from Hunter and Vampire. I mean, I pulled in a lot of role playing, kind of into like one big huge ball <laughs> that we're making a story out of. It's great for the audience too, because like you, can, you can have your your you know World of Darkness play, like players who are listening along. I'm like, oh, I got that reference. That was awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's how it is now. I think there's a lot of us, at least you know, uh, gamers around my age who have play who have grown up on a lot of these systems and are playing a lot oh. of these systems all at once. And I think that they have a very similar you know, like everyone's played. Car Wars at least once, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Car Wars. Right, but then not, yeah. even, not even games. I liked how you mentioned how like everybody's been buying attention to Avengers movies or superhero movies or Jessica Jones Absolutely. on Netflix. And it, yeah. and, oh, know, Jessica Jones was so good. It's so relevant. Good. <laughs> so good. I love that she uses her strength stealthily. Yes, I mean, absolutely. She hides it. Yeah. I love that yeah. we don't know how high she can jump. Mm-hmm. Like it's we just, have it's no just, idea uh, the limits of her it, powers, and, and, and I, get, I get that part of that like, tangent. I get that part of that was was the shows uh, uh, they, they didn't want to like focus on effects on like look she's basically flying, and part of it was just right. like mysterious like she's just jumping, and I watching people's watch her go. I'm like, what the heck? Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Back back to the show. But no, I mean, but <laughs> Jessica Jones is a good analog to what you guys are talking about, where it's like you know what would it be like if normal you know, normal adventurers were how all of a sudden had superpowers? Absolutely. Yeah. What if you took the world as a hundred percent real and just put superheroes in it? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. What would they do over? Yeah. Over what would happen? Seasons and seasons and seasons of God's fall. Yeah. And apparently, yeah. they, and, and, they, they, oh, they don't sorry, they don't become horrible despicable despicable people. That's what we're learning. So well, well, not, no. well, not these five. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no. there there were thirty six old gods, so there's lots of NPCs to be gods. Sweet. So yeah. Yeah, they have, and they've actually met one horrible one so far, and they're going to meet a couple others. That's actually the the mirrored podcast that you guys have to start. There's going to be an evil group right. that you have to play, and this yeah, totally yeah. totally different different name, same same yeah, world. and eventually they face I've got, off. I've got time to put another twenty five hours yeah. in a week. No problem. Why not? <laughs> no problem. Wait, did you say twenty five hours a week? Well, it's four hours of recording and twenty hours of editing. Wow! So for each podcast. So if no, we're not a weekly a schedule right now because I messed up my backs. So we're on every other week, but when we're weekly, yeah, vacation. It's it's, it's twenty five hours a week. That's, That's cr- dedication. Yeah, <laughs> it's insanity. You can say it. It's well, fine. Well, it's, it's love. There's exactly. love in it. Yeah, yeah, and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we work on D and D for hours and hours and hours a week. Yeah. We get paid for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I love it. It's something I've been doing for 30 years. I've been playing D&D longer and with more passion and excitement than I've done anything in my entire life. So it makes sense that I would put this much effort into something like this. Yeah, awesome. I, and I think it's awesome that it's, it's, it's getting success for you. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. that's all, you know. Yeah. 
We just actually, it's it's funny because today is our one year anniversary. We Yay. launched the podcast Yay, one year ago today, and we just uh, cleared three hundred thousand views last month. Uh, uh, sorry, three hundred thousand listens, listens last yeah. month. So our numbers are good. We're happy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we also, but we all, we can always have more. So we always welcome anyone to join yeah. at any time. <laughs> Feel free to subscribe. Well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, this will get some converts over there. I know I got to catch up. So yeah, absolutely. So where where's where where can people? I mean, you already mentioned the website, but uh, mm -hmm. where's a good place for people to subscribe uh, on iTunes? Anywhere, anywhere they want to go. We got it. Uh, I mean, it's it's on i it's on iTunes as God's Fall. Godsfall.com has the uh, just the plain RSS feed. We're on SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud and we are on Podbay, and we're okay. you know anywhere you can download a podcast. Where that we just we we added to Google Music too. Yeah. So you can so you can get them on Android as well. And Stitcher, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. And yeah. right now you guys are every other week? Uh, right now every other week until my back gets better, yeah. No, once your back gets better. <laughs> yeah. It'll happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's already, already on, on the way. way. Yeah. And do you want to do a rundown yeah. of the cast real quick? Oh, sure. Uh, so we've got Doug, as you have met. We have uh, Torvik Wildtongue, which is our uh, dwarf who is connected to the powers of animals. Uh, we have... He's played well, we, by Steven. Uh, who is played by who is played by Stephen? We have Michael, who plays Zion Preyton, who is connected, who is a, a sorcerer, who is a human sorcerer, who is connected to the god of force, and uh, then we have our newest player, Kelly, who is playing a wild elf ranger, and she is connected to the god of luck. And her power is the most interesting. Their their powers are kind of flashy. Hers is basically, at least the initial parts of it is, instead of rolling a twenty sided die. She rolls a 24-sided die, huh. and everything 20 to 24 counts as a critical because she's just naturally luckier. Nice. Wow. That's a little brutal, but nice. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for you, oh, the, right? I mean, for the yeah. DMs. The, pow the powers, everyone's powers are very powerful. Yeah. They really ramp up fast. So, she, I mean, this is just keeping her at their level. Oh, sure. Yeah. Soon she'll get a 26-sided die and then a 28. <laughs> Imagine when she rolls, well, I think, she rolls with advantage, she rolls three dice. <laughs> I think it'll actually kind of warp into probability manipulation at some point yeah. with her, you know, because all like the powers Scarlet kind Witch. of like, yeah, yeah, expand as they, as they, as they go higher. Exponentially. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, you can start playing around the, the mechanics of, like, at the beginning of the game, roll two, two d20s, set them aside, mm -hmm. place any roll with those dice anytime you want kind of thing. Absolutely. Those are fun. And, we cert and we certainly play with the advantage and disadvantage tons with that. And also, she's got the luck feed, obviously. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's no. so any, uh, any, any previews or tidbits for something that's coming up that people would want to know about? I would say the biggest thing coming up is the world book, right? Well, I'm going to... My oh, podcast oh, is coming oh. out. Also, uh, yeah, Doug has been working <laughs> on a podcast of his own. No. Sorry, which yeah. which uh, which uh, he will be launching, which is kind of no, like a yeah. hunter. You no, know, so uh, I'm going to, I've been, <laughs> as many times as I've listened to Call of Cthulhu podcasts now, <laughs> it's started making me want to like write one. Nice. But then I quickly realized that nobody ever wins in Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. So I said, well, I mean, I want this to be fun because I'm coming from Dungeons and Dragons where we're heroes and winners. I don't want to play something where we're just going to die in 10 minutes. Right. So I said, well, what's the one thing that could probably maybe stand up to the mythos? And <laughs> good old World of Darkness yeah. came to mind. Good old World of Darkness because they're not too shy about being like, eh, who needs numbers? Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I love that system. Nope. I love that story. Um, I'm a storyteller. Yes. I am not a DM. Yeah. I am a storyteller. And I'll be and playing I'm in gonna that take, game. I'm basically taking Hunter, the Reckoning, and making it fight Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> and it's going to be 
It's gonna be awesome. And the campaign's called Them. Mm-hmm. Them. Yep. Aram's gonna be in it, and yep. Michael's gonna be in it. So two of the so the DM and one of the players from my game are also gonna be in his. Nice. It'll be kind of like uh, supernatural at first. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like the so. the, the, the monster week kind of thing until it gets onto some bigger themed thing. That's cool. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Make it like an X Files. There you go. There yep. you go. That's a great idea. Cool. I can't wait to check that out. When, when is that going to be uh, uh, coming out? We're going to start recording it. Uh, we're going to get a bunch of episodes done, so there's not really a release date yet, but uh, we're working on it. And we'll, uh, and we'll announce it through uh, God's Fall, obviously. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we can, you can follow you guys on God's Fall DC. Is that where it is on, on Twitter? Yes. On Twitter, we are God's Fall DC. Cool. Awesome. So we've got some little kid had it. God's, Godsfall.com <laughs> for the website. And then God, at Godsfall DC for for Twitter stuff. And then uh, Doug, Absolutely. what's your what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I use Doro Not right now at Doro Not. That's two R's and two T's. Uh, <laughs> and one and K. here before, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm also going to split off a Twitter handle here before too long because I've realized that I'm going to need one for this yeah. podcast of mine. Yeah. So here before too long, I'll have another one, but I'll post that later. Word. All right. Great. Thanks so much, guys, for, for taking awesome. the time to talk to us. I uh, really enjoy Thank you, guys. Everything. Yeah, no, thank you. No problem. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be. I, I will have you guys on probably in a couple more months, too, and, you know, check in with everything that's been happening with, with Godfall. It's been, sounds really fun. In a couple more months, I'll probably have a rough draft of the basic world book for you that I could get to you as well. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We can, awesome, we can awesome. point people to where they can get that when it, when it comes out. Definitely. That, cool. would, that would be awesome. Yep. All right, you guys are great. Talk thank to you, guys. Soon. This is... Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Oh, man, it's so great to hear from people talking about where they come up with the ideas for for God's Fall and all that stuff. it was awesome. I I mean, I love the melding of, like, your basic kind of, like, D&D fantasy world, loses magic, and then gains superheroes. Yeah. Uh, It was cool. Like, I was kind of thinking Dragonlance at first, because Dragonlance has this, like, the the divinities go away, and then stuff starts coming back. Yeah. Um, but it that that was awesome. I, I loved hearing all yeah. that stuff. Aram really does sound like it's an amalgam of, of of so many different pop culture and and Greek myths and all the things that that yeah all into one. Yeah, and uh, and it's I'm super stoked to hear about their world guide coming out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the, the the them split off. I mean, I've I've played World of Darkness games. Uh, so <laughs> Hunter, uh, like there is definitely a you're never gonna win feeling in World of Darkness too. So oh, sure. I, we'll, we'll see we'll see how this all this yeah. all rolls out. It's not like D and D where you can win all the time yeah. and you. You get. There's no winning in D. There's no winning at all either. <laughs> no. Well, you do. You do get loot a lot. You win by getting a good story. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and they get to win like doubly multiple times over because they get to share it with everybody. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing that uh, Aram spent so much time editing. Yeah. But it really comes out. It makes the episodes oh yeah definitely feel like 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 real radio plays. Even even the one episode that I've checked out, I was like, this is special. This is not what you're getting in a lot of the other stuff. So yeah, uh, it, it definitely shows the work that he puts into it. Um, speaking of that, Godsfall.com, and then go check out Godsfall on uh, iTunes and wherever else you you search for podcasts. Because absolutely, definitely worth spending some of your your fantasy brain on. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely cool. All right, well, it was great uh, having this episode of the podcast yeah. happen. It was, this is, I, I enjoy talking to people who build worlds, so this one was, was easily fun. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and let us know what you thought about the podcast, please feel free in the comments. Uh, you, you know, go to iTunes, follow us, get, get all of the episodes. Um, do we want to talk about other podcast stuff that's 
No, we got, okay, either. okay. Yeah, but there's we'll, there's things in the works, yes. and we'll let you know uh, more about that in the future. That's true. Um, but other than that, some you know, changes. give us some comments. Let us know what you think. And yeah, we're always we're always available on our Twitter channels, like we said earlier. So wizards underscore dnd. I'm Trevor underscore Watsy, and I'm at Greg Tito. There we go. We and always love talking to you guys. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.